It's summer, 2022. Australia's sheep regions are warming up, yet many are experiencing much wetter conditions than usual, creating the perfect storm for our detested Lucy fly, the Australian sheep blowfly. Consequently, these wetter conditions have raised the risk of fly strike on wool growers' flocks over the coming months. Fly strike, as we all know, can be caused by multiple factors. And in turn, there are multiple tools in the toolkit that wool growers utilise to manage the issue. Chemical applications, for example, are one of these tools, which, depending on the product, may be used for the prevention or treatment of fly strike. But we know that some fly strike chemical treatments are no longer as effective as they used to be, due to some fly populations developing chemical resistance. You're listening to The Yarn. It's a podcast for the Australian wool industry. I'm Ellie Bigwood. In today's episode, we are getting answers to the important questions around fly strike chemical resistance. And look, wool growers, you didn't come down in the last shower. So some of the information here may be a reminder to you. Some information may be new to you. Regardless, it's important that we cover the topic in detail. Before we get into the chat, a bit of a news announcement. There are two new practical fly strike workshops that AWI are currently developing. The first workshop, Simpler Fly, is a one-day workshop for wool growers looking to implement strategic fly strike control on their property. During the Simpler Fly workshops, wool growers will be taken through developing a fly strike management plan that's specific to your property. And secondly, Class of Fly is another one-day workshop for all wool growers looking to increase their awareness and skills in breeding for fly strike resistance to reduce your reliance on chemicals, crutching and mulesing. And we'll have more information on these workshops later in the episode. So what are the signs of fly strike chemical resistance? What does effective chemical application look like? Where are some industry resources to support you and how can you slow the development of chemical resistance on your property? To answer these questions and more, AWI's Program Manager of Sheep Health and Welfare, Bridget Peachy, and the General Manager of Research, Jane Littlejohn, both join us today on The Yarn. But first, when we talk about chemical resistance, what does that actually mean? Bridget Peachy explains. Chemical resistance is the decreased susceptibility of a sheep blowfly population to a chemical that was previously effective at controlling blowflies. What that means is that if you have resistance on your property, it doesn't mean that the chemicals are completely lost effectiveness. It just means that the period of protection may be less than what you previously expected or than what is on the label. So I guess as an example, in the past, you might have been able to treat your sheep and not worry about seeing any signs of fly strike for, say, 12 weeks, depending on what you treated them with. Now you may be starting to find fly strike sheep at less than seven weeks or earlier since you last treated them. And Jane, why does chemical resistance develop? Well, repeated exposure to the same chemical just capitalises on random variation in the genetics of the fly. Mutations happen and some are going to, fortunate for the fly, be able to um, give them the properties of resisting being killed by certain chemicals, just as randomly mutations will occur that don't favour resistance. But within the billions and billions of flies and billions and billions and billions of genes, there's just the chance that you'll get a mutation that favours survival, which is resistance to 
a chemical. And the more you use that chemical, the greater the chance of resistance developing, especially mm -hmm. also if you you may not be particularly uh, careful in the application, maybe an underdosing might aid the survival of some flies. So yeah, it comes back to how frequently you're using exactly the same type of chemical and how how well you you actually dose the, the chemical in the first place. Mm -hmm. That said. What fly strike chemical groups in the wool growing community are no longer as effective because of this repeated use, which has led to resistance? For years and years and years, decades we've been using Cyromazine. Well, guess what? It resistance appeared to that in, in samples that we took in about 2011. And then dicyclinol became popular and everyone's using dicyclinol. And guess what? resistance is rearing its head in that as well. So interestingly, there's what we call cross-resistance between dicyclinol and cyromazine. So they're from the same family of chemicals, which are insect growth regulators. So that's a bit of a double whammy. So if you uh, use both of those chemicals, cyromazine-based products and dicyclinol-based products, you're really accelerating resistance. Um, but there's been previous, you know, most farmers are very, very familiar with resistance development in a whole host of chemicals, be they you know, drenches for worms or herbicides that you put on your weeds, mm. very common. Back to you, Bridget. What are the signs that may indicate that chemical resistance could be present in a wool grower's flock? So there's a couple there. The first one I've mentioned already is a shortening of the protection period from what's on the product label. For example, if you're getting fly strike sheep earlier than you, than you expected. And the other one is um, when you're seeing fly strike in multiple sheep that have been treated with the same chemical. And that's quite a few sheep rather than just having a couple of sheep, for example. But really, the only way you can really tell and be certain is a chemical resistance test. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the only way that you can be certain is by doing that chemical resistance test because, as we know, there are several factors that can influence the protection period which is achieved on a farm. So there's a few things to consider first before you conclude that your flies are resistant to your chemical. Yeah, there are, Ali. Um, for example, you've got to ask yourself, were the sheep that have fly strike, were they actually treated was the chemical applied following label instructions and using the right equipment that had been calibrated? Was the appropriate amount of chemical applied at the time? Was the wool length adequate to retain the treatment? So did you, you know, check the label and are using it on the right wool length? When you applied the chemicals, were there dags there that made it difficult for the chemical to penetrate through? And was there heavy or persistent rain following treatment that may have resulted in, in washing the chemical out? And that's, I guess that's just some of the, the factors. There's probably a few more out there that you need to think about um, if your treatment doesn't seem to have worked very well. So, Jane, you suspect that there may be chemical resistance on your property. Um, you've gone through Bridget's list of considerations and thought about what may have affected why the sheep got struck or not, and you've concluded that chemical resistance is a real possibility. What are some steps to slowing the development of chemical resistance in our wool growing areas? Well, I think these steps are probably apply to everybody, regardless of whether or not you, you do the test and confirm that you've got chemical resistance. 
Um, I, I certainly would like to know whether I had it or not because there's no point planning your fly strike program around when you don't know the, the duration of protection you're going to get from a chemical. But um, we would always recommend that fly strike management does never rely on one tool. So we're trying to work on a toolbox. We're trying to expand that toolbox, and that would be a number of strategies. So you'd look at when do you lamb, when do you crutch, when controlling DAG. So looking at some major risk factors, which is length of wool, body conformation, because we're not just talking about sort of breech strike here, we're talking about body strike, pizzle strike, pole strike, the whole show. So looking at conformation, what type of sheep are you breeding and can you improve their whole body conformation? Some of the major things are white, bright wool, conformation around the shoulders, um, skin wrinkle, of course, and then we move into the, the real breech traits as well, which is cover and also dag. So there's a few breeding things to look at. Um, and then getting into really the, the ecology, I suppose, of or the environment of, on your farm. So have you got your highest risk sheep on your lowest risk paddocks? And you know, flies don't like windy, exposed areas. They like low, wet, wet paddocks. So there's a lot to think about. And um, you'll probably find a lot of that information on Flyboss. Uh, as a start and also I know that Bridget's been working hard on a whole heap of little fact sheets but think about fly strike management as a toolkit and if you're just relying on chemicals you just you're going to get a problem and in terms of chemical use um, if you have if you've got no alternative and you have to use chemicals just don't use the same one all the time and if you're using one that's one from the same family all the time and if you if you're using lice chemicals as well just check that the product doesn't include also a fly active because if you're using it for lice you might be also exposing flies to that same chemical so rotate between seasons if that's practical between fly seasons and even within fly seasons again if that's practical so pretty basic tips there but Lots of planning required, I think, and a major rethink how you run your farm. So use those range of chemical and non-chemical tools, which you touched on really well there. Know those chemical groups and rotate them where it's practical, um, as you said, and then optimise the number and the timing of those chemical and non-chemical treatments. Another way that we can reduce the development of fly strike chemical resistance is following the label directions and keeping those treatment records. We encourage everyone to always read and follow the label instructions, even if you've used the chemical before and not just to rely on your memory, I guess, in terms of, of what you did last time. And then to ask yourself um, the following questions, which are you using the right chemical for the job? You know, there's chemicals used to treat fly strike as a dressing, but they're not there to prevent fly strike. So just keep that in mind, for example. Are you using the right application method? Because not all chemicals can be used the same way. So make sure you're using the recommended applicator and you check that it works properly. Are you applying the correct dose? Is your applicator calibrated? And are you using the appropriate application method for the chemical? Because both overdosing and underdosing can contribute to resistance. And there may be different patterns of application depending on, on what type of strike you're aiming to prevent, whether or not it's body strike versus breach. And have you kept records on what chemical has been used for each mob of sheep, including lice treatment? As, as Jane mentioned, that 
that can contribute to resistance. And that'll help you make decisions around, um, if you've caught those records, around what chemicals groups you should be using next. And then also just don't forget to follow the withhold periods and, for example, the wool harvesting intervals that are associated with each product and to plan chemical treatments and other activities around shearing and crutching and when you're planning to sell or to slaughter your sheep. And finally, guys, what about when you've got a struck sheep, what do you do with the maggots? You say you've got a struck sheep and you clip the wool off and you dress the fly strike wound. You must collect those maggots because they've been exposed to the chemical that might could have failed or that you put on incorrectly. And those maggots will see that those resistant genes. So pick the maggots up and put the wool in a plastic bag and leave it in the sun and cook the bejesus out. That's of right. It. Make sure that they die. We love dead maggots here at AWI. <laughs> but does that apply as well? If if you see a sheep that's been struck and unfortunately we've we've all seen dead sheep that have died from fly strike in the paddock, should you be doing the same thing for sheep out in the paddock too? Yeah, bury, bury carcasses. I mean, some people believe that, you know, you you can put a carcass in and attract flies and, you know, trap flies that way. But if that sheep's been exposed to a dose of chemical and yet it's died of fly strike, then you're just exposing another generation of flies to, to chemicals. So in these times... Well, you've got to think about resistance. I'd be burying sheep or burning them or whatever you, you can do in your area. So, Jane, effective chemical application, Bridget touched on it, but what does it really look like? Read the label. Put your glasses on and, and read the drum. And if you can't read the drum because it's all washed off or worn off because it's been wherever, had a rough trip home from the shop, go online and look up the, the label for the product but really study the label and wear your glasses because so many, as Bridget said, it's no point doing it from memory or guessing. You've got to get it right. Right dose, calibrate your equipment, make sure you're using the right applicator, look at the pattern of application and do it right from where they say. So if it's pole to tail, that means pole to tail, not halfway down the withers and then, you know, on the run. And regardless of whether you've got resistance or not, at the moment in some parts of Australia, it's bloody wet. You know, your chemicals will be, even if they're not, there's no resistance, your chemicals are going to be really working hard to try and overcome the fact that, you know, you've got really wet wool and persistently wet wool. And just the density of the fly population would, would just be so high. So even if you put your chemical on and it's working, you probably should be looking um, and checking your sheep, if not daily, every second or third day. I mean, you know, everyone knows what it's like chasing flies So at summertime. So, um, yeah, early or frequent monitoring is good and nobody wants any animal welfare disasters. So that's probably at this time of year and in this particular season we're having in the east, um, it's, a, it's a real concern. And some useful AWI resources. And also there are some upcoming practical workshops, which I know you've been working really hard on, if you could fill us in on those. Yeah, so along with the um, chemical resistance resources that we've recently updated, I've been working with a bit of an expert team to um, put them together. So they're available on wool.com backslash flystruck resources. Um so there's also a recording there of its, its fly time webinar that was presented by uh, Dr. Tim Gohl that provides valuable practical information to assist 
wool growers are managing fly strike during the current high risk fly strike period and that there's also some fact sheets and quick tip videos. And what's coming up that's, that I think is pretty exciting is we're developing two different one day workshops and associated resources that we will be piloting in the new year and that are going to be launched hopefully around the middle of this coming year, so in 2022. The first one's called Simplify and that's for wool growers looking for information and resources on strategic fly strike control. And during the workshop, you'll be taken through developing a fly strike management plan that is specific to your property. So those fly strike chemical and non-chemical control measures that, that Jane mentioned earlier that best suit your sheet, your environment and your farm business. And the other workshop is um, we've called Classify and it's currently under development. It's for wool growers looking to increase their awareness and skills in breeding for fly strike resistance uh, with a long-term view of reducing reliance on chemicals, crutching and mulesing. So Bridget, these workshops, they've been piloted in New South Wales already. And once the borders open up, they'll be piloted in other states throughout wool growing areas of Australia, which is exciting. And when these workshops are coming about in the new year, that'll be made available through AWI's state extension networks, correct? Yes. Yeah. So we're the Simplify workshops, we're hoping to pilot them in uh, Tasmania and Victoria and um late January, early February, depending on the current COVID situation. And then, fingers crossed, Ali, we're going to make it over to WA and uh, run a couple of pilots over there, hopefully in February, but um, we will see how we go. I'll have a chat with Mark first and see what we yeah. can do. Yeah, thanks for that. <laughs> All right. And finally, what other ways can growers help monitor the development of resistance? So, Ali, I'd mentioned... Um, testing for fly strike resistance. At the moment, we don't have any blowfly sampling projects going on, but if you do suspect your flies might be resistant to chemicals, do encourage you to get them tested with New South Wales Department of Primary Industries, and that's regardless of which state you live in. So New South Wales DPI is offering chemical resistance testing for blowflies for the four major chemical groups. And you can select whether or not you want just one group tested or all four um, or anything in between. And it costs, I think it's about $316 uh, for the first group. And then that increases by $10 by uh, for each additional group you get tested up to a maximum $346, which I think is a really good investment because if you're looking at how much money you're potentially spending on chemicals and getting your cheapen and treating them and, and handling them, etc. If, if you've got some sort of, I guess, security or a sense of which chemicals are going to be working best, then that's probably a really good investment. So all you need to do is get a blowfly kit from Neural Sales and send in as many live maggots as you can get. And then it takes between three to nine weeks to get results, depending on how many groups you want tested and how many live maggots you provide, but the more being the better. Three to nine weeks obviously is a long time and you wouldn't be wanting to rely on testing results to then formulate your emergency uh, fly strike management plan in this period of high risk. Um, but, yeah, it's definitely a tool or knowledge that will be helpful if you're planning a, a fly strike management calendar, but certainly as a, an emergency measure 
fly season might be over by the time you get a result back. So act early, act probably before the next fly strike season to find out what your resistance status is of your flies because, and really, you know, there's not a lot of movement of flies between properties. Your resistant flies are your own resistant flies unless you're buying in sheep that are struck that you haven't detected. Mm-hmm. Well, Bridget and Jane, lots of really helpful practical tips here for wool growers. Thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for having us. Righty ho. So a quick summary and some call to actions. One, resistance. It's not a total failure of a chemical, but a reduction in the protection period specified on the product label. And we know that resistance has reared its head in the fly strike chemicals cyromazine and dicyclinol. Two, to confirm chemical resistance, the New South Wales Department of Primary Industries offers chemical resistance testing to all Australian wool growers, whichever state you are in. Norell Sales of the Elizabeth MacArthur Agricultural Institute, or EMAI, is the contact for chemical resistance testing. So you can email, all in lowercase letters, emai.insectresistance at dpi.nsw.gov.au for more information and to get your maggot collection kit. Three, you can slow the development of chemical resistance by using the range of chemical and non-chemical tools, knowing the chemical groups and rotating them where you can, optimising the number and timing of your chemical and non-chemical treatments, following the label directions, including correct application and keeping those treatment records, and finally, regularly monitoring for fly strike and killing those maggots from struck sheep. Four, subscribe to your state's AWI extension network, whether that's Sheep Connect, Leading Sheep, The Sheep's Back, Best Wool, Best Lamb. Those networks will notify wool growers when the workshops Simplify and Classify are up and running. Additionally, flyboss.com.au is a fantastic free industry resource hub for Flystrike. And wool.com slash Flystrike resources has a plethora of fact sheets and more information. Have I missed anything? Lots of information and tools to help support you this fly strike season. But enough about the fly strike season for a second. It's also the festive season. From all of us at The Yarn and AWI and the Walmart Company, we wish you, your families and friends a wonderful Christmas and New Year. We'll be back with more episodes of The Yarn beginning in the week of January 10, 2022. So thank you for your company this year. See you soon for another yarn. And finally, in the spirit of wool and Christmas time, fleece, navidad. Mm-hmm.